This portion of the John DePietro Show, it's brought to you by Lawn Doctor, your best lawn ever guaranteed. And I can tell you with my own experience what a fantastic job they did and have done with my lawn. The easiest thing to do is log on to their website. It's LawnDoctor.com. LawnDoctor.com. Put in your zip code, your best lawn ever guaranteed it's lawn doctor of rhode island you can call them 401-392-1025 but log on to their website lawndoctor.com you're listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipetro.com you're going to hear the name charlotte lester in the news because the last time she was seen alive was monday night may 16th of 2022 so this week is the one year anniversary of this woman that disappeared now you're going to hear some different things in the news i already saw something mistakenly reported that the family's hoping for a safe return that's not true that's not accurate the family knows that she's not returning they're dealing in reality i don't know why the media would even put something like that um, no, the fact of the matter is the family is looking for justice in the, this matter. So as some of you, I think most of you may remember, I was uh, I covered the case very aggressively last summer. The Warwick police focused on one address. That's where we brought a lot of our attention. And then the individual of that address, 29 Staples Avenue in Warwick, attempted who uh, came after me with a running gas-powered lawnmower. So now that case was then dismissed. Again, the media incorrectly says, char- no, it's not charges were dropped. The case was dismissed. There's a difference. But with Charlotte Lester, at this point, family and friends in the know, people that have been paying attention, are looking for justice. That's what they're looking for. For the right person to be held accountable for what happened to this individual who was last seen, Charlotte Lester, last seen last May 16th, Monday night, 10 o'clock, heading up the hill to Staples Avenue. Now, for those who have not followed the case, we don't have a lot of these. People say, what's so special about that? Sometimes you hear about a missing individual. Um, Many times it is... There's someone out of Portsmouth who wanted to do self-harm. And it sounds like they did do self-harm and they disappeared. That would, This was not not the case with, with the Charlotte Lester case. Many times you have, we do the silver alert. Someone wanders off, but then they're found. Not always, not always, but many times they're found safely. You have the tragic story in Boston of that young boy was basically nonverbal, um, and someone said, oh, they just turned their head for a minute, and that's all it can take for a young child seemingly to knowingly or unknowingly enter into the water, and then they find the sandal. It's terrible. But a missing person case, it is, um, it's torture on the family. I've interviewed different people that have gone through it. It's the unknown. Jason Foreman that was the mid-70s. He went missing. That was torture on his family for seven years. I interviewed John Foreman. I also led the effort when Michael Woodmansey, they were going to let him out. It was into the early 80s that then the police arrested Michael Woodmansey. And the body and the remains of Jason Foreman were right in that house and in that house the entire time. It was uh, his father... Foreman's, uh, excuse me, Woodmancy's father had been an auxiliary police officer. So they mistakenly told him to just to conduct a search in his own home. But if, uh, if authorities had gone into the home that night, they would have found the body of, of Jason Foreman, who was killed by Michael Woodmancy. But it is, you know, I've interviewed the family members of it. It is such an unknown. They couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't travel anywhere. They couldn't focus on anything. Uh, it led, you know, to serious drinking problem, leads to depression, led to divorce. 
it takes over their life. Every time the phone rings, they think that maybe it's an update. Every time there's a knock at the door, every time a car pulls into the driveway, it's the last thing they think about going to sleep. It's the first thing they think of in the morning. And the entire time, the torture of that was that he was just right down the street from where he lived. It was his mother's birthday. He had been out playing. They called him to come home. And then it was like he vanished. So now with Charlotte Lester and the Lester case, she had a truck. She had a, um, lived in a condo right on the Warwick East Greenwich line. And she was chatting with some friends. She had a dog in the car. She was going up the hill to Staples Avenue where she had frequented and has never been seen again. Then her truck was found at Kent Hospital. The dog was found. Belmont Park off of uh, Post Road in the, off of, um, yeah, between Post Road and, and right on Elmwood, off of Elmwood Avenue, actually. You come to the intersection of Elmwood and, um, and Post Road. So, and then, you know, just for those that have followed the case, if you haven't, if you go to the website, topetro.com, I posted more video than anyone would post more evidence. We also had a key piece of evidence that, that I stumbled into that the individual whose house that they sat on had gotten himself a new mattress, which became a focal point of the investigation. Police were at that house for one full month, 24-7, with a guard, crime scene. Now, I still have faith that Warwick police are going to solve and bring charges in this case. I don't know when. They have an awful lot of evidence. What they don't have at this point is a body. I don't think they will have a body. And again, there are some parallels with the Anna Walsh case out of Cohasset, Massachusetts, and Brian Walsh, where it can be difficult if a dumpster is used. And in the case of Anna Walsh and Brian Walsh, as I've talked about, what is so tragic is they were able to get the remains of the dumpster that was in Swampscott, Mass., but they knew that Brian Walsh had visited dumpsters in Abington and Brockton, and they still were unable to locate her remains. So it can be very difficult if someone is, just as an example, placed in a dumpster of some kind. So both Charlotte Lester, um, that is the focal point this week. You're going to see some things in the news about it. Uh, the family continues to draw attention but I, I do believe at some point, I, I still have faith, I believe the case will be solved. I believe police have a very strong working theory on what happened. It can be difficult. She was last seen on a Monday night, May 16th. Um, there is no evidence that she ran off anywhere. No credit cards, no cell phone, nothing like that. Police still withhold a lot of the evidence with it. But leaving the truck at Kent Hospital and then the dog, it just, none of it makes sense. Um, other than, you know, something happened to her. So so this week, but it's, it's difficult with some of these missing persons cases. Sometimes you have teens that run away. Sometimes that's the case. And then sometimes you have people that disappear that want to do self-harm. And there's a lot of that. That's not what this is. And then there were people like Anana Walsh that disappeared. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Next time you have an emergency, think AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center. And also, 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. AtMed Urgent Care, when you have an emergency, they specialize ambulatory medicine. They provide immunization, school, and sports physicals. At AtMed Urgent Care, they provide comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals families they're on duty at all times they're open seven days a week walk-in routine urgent care minor surgical now if you're in a car accident go to atman urgent care avoid the long wait at the emergency rooms they also do adult vaccinations laboratory testing atman urgent care when it's an emergency 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, that's right, in the Atwood Medical Center, and also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, online at admedurgentcare.net. 
You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. There's an obit uh, in the Providence Journal, and it is someone that if you have listened to my program for many years, it was someone that used to call into my program many years ago, and it was a woman by the name of Anne from Cranston. And I am mentioned, which is the highest honor, I'm telling you, um, it stops you in your tracks when you're mentioned in someone's obituary that the, the big part of the joy of their life was they became known with their family and friends, in fact, that they were a caller to the John DePietro show as they listed 94 years old Anna Moretti and uh, mentioned she was always known to speak her mind often been heard calling our favorite radio program the John DePietro show and from Cranston um, it was interesting you know I, I would uh, she would call me and we would have different chats she was somewhat politically incorrect she was um, a real character and people you know really looked forward to her calls she had been a big trump supporter she was very outspoken against she would mispronounce names she'd say ciceline instead of cicilini she'd say ramundi instead of ramundo she um so but was what was a highlight was when i led the efforts with the uh governor chafee at the time would not call it a christmas tree he would say the holiday tree and so i led a big effort and we you know, we packed the state house, and we had a big group singing uh, "Oh Christmas Tree," and I was featured on Fox. Jesse Waters interviewed me at Third Island State House. It was on O'Reilly. I was on Fox and Friends, and um, and on one of the appearances on Fox News Channel, they said, "Well, we'd love to hear from some of your callers." So I had Cool Keith pull some of the sound, and um, we used Ann from Cranston. So everyone that was watching Fox, whenever they would do a segment. And 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 um, and Fox went after Chafee pretty aggressively. Um, they would use the sound of of the callers, and you'd hear Ian saying, "He is from Mars, Mars," and um, and oh, he's a moron. <laughs> and it was just so comical that people coast to coast were hearing Ian from Cranston. And then you know, as can be the nature of the business, we had a new manager come in. And one of the first things he said, he didn't want Anne from Cranston to be on and wouldn't allow her to be on. And it was moronic and people missed her. And it was so insulting to her. He eventually left the station and went and destroyed a station in New York City. Um, complete no talent. But, um, but it was a tough time. And we had to talk to Anne and then I had to negotiate. She could only call like once a week. And she called one time, and he was really rude to her, this total jerk. Um, and, you know, she was crying when, when they got off the phone. I mean, it was just terrible. But by and large, and then one time on my birthday, Cool Keith arranged, and I had two people who were highly entertaining to me. One was Walter Miller from Riverside, and then Ann from Cranston. We had the two of them in studio, and Walter was singing Happy Birthday, and I was howling with laughter genuine laughter uh with two people who i found really really funny but when you do talk radio and i've done it obviously for a period of time another host will tell you um you know you develop sometimes you know you talk to a lot of people and then there are just some people that you just kind of get a kick out of or you really click with with um with the audience and sometimes we'd play pranks on in and um and she would say various things we'd replay her mispronouncing certain names like Miss Ramundi um and it it becomes like a, a real feel of the show and in a good way and those that listen to it and know it identify it people from the outside sometimes always get it so and I did obviously I got to meet her I met her several times actually I invited her to an event and uh she came with a niece she went no she was out of town I think for the Christmas tree but um but it is in the Providence Journal, and I'm very touched by it. And I will stop by her funeral service. So, um, but in her own way, later in life, she certainly carved an identity, and people would stop and always want to listen to uh, Anne from Cranston, who uh, has passed away. May she rest in peace. 
Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401 885 4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 508 252 3359. Propane Heating and Cooling. It's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 885-4209. In Massachusetts, call them at 508-252-3359. They're very easy to navigate website. It's propaneplus.com. Propane Plus. Call them 401-885-4209. Listing to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Can always listen online at the website dipetro.com. Joining us right now, independent voice, independent columnist, opinion maker, one of my siblings, it is Donna Perry. And DJ, let's start off with there's still reverberations from that CNN town hall meeting. You have the new head of CNN, Jeff Zucker's gone, and you know, let's do a reset. And so they have Caitlin Collins. Uh, they certainly get a lot of pushback. It was in New Hampshire, President Trump. It was also, I, I think I think a lot of the criticism is unfair only because it, it's, it's what they normally would do, which is there's going to be a Republican primary, so you get Republican-leaning voters to be part of it. But I'd like to hear your thoughts on that, and they're actually calling some people out that have been very, very critical of the network. Yeah, and, and good to be with you, John. Um, I, I saw a lot of that. Uh, of the broadcast. Um, there were moments that um, my first instinct was I, I was wincing a little bit. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like there were moments between her just um, riling him up. And then he, it did give him an open the floodgate, let's face it, for him to relitigate the whole thing. But you know what? The, CNN set it up like that, John. And yes. so now this internal fight, a lot of their staffers are kind of missing what has really gone on. CNN, there's a new sheriff in town, this Chris yep. Leitch, a leech or light. Um, he is the opposite of Jeff Zucker. He looks at ratings, and, and I think he just felt, listen, as you said, like him or hate him. You, you can't, Trump appears to be leading as the Republican who may be the candidate for the White exactly. House. You're yes. not going to not air a major you know, New Hampshire of all places event with him. So number one, there's that. Um, and I, I also would note, John, and you've been in the media game for so long, you know, when someone at a network level, it just because you are quote, their media reporter, right? you and I know it is not the game that you're going to rip apart your own network. I mean, no. you know, that's a charade. Um, that is not how it's done. And, you know, so I do think the reports that we're seeing, and that was a long piece in the Washington Post, obviously he fed it to them and, you know, that the top brass said you were too emotional and you're criticizing the network. Um, look, they planned it out. They set it up. Kristen, Caitlin Collins is like a top, uh, political anchor for them. Um, they wanted to do it. And John, let's face it, this is where it's so disingenuous. The guy is a media reporter. He knows his network wanted the fireworks between her and Trump. And right. that's what they got. Yes. You know, she didn't sit there and said, let's look at any policy proposals you have. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, let's look at right. that, Dr. Perry, because right. I mean, you've been you've been uh, you were a female political type of reporter. First of all, what what did you make of the, the, how how did she do in your eyes? You know, um, so that's the thing. I felt from the get-go, she she did, I would say, a passable job for what, that's a very difficult position because he he can just eat people alive. Um, and, And by the way, let's be honest, to be fair to Trump, John, he knew exactly what he was gonna, what he was doing. 
Yes. Um, there should right? be no he, surprise. No surprise. He's in New Hampshire. They get people who still love him. They were stacked yeah. in the audience. Yes. And so I think it's just disingenuous for CNN to pretend. But they're not even saying that's not what the network is saying. You know, this is an inside guy who he's John. The Zucker era is over at that network. You right. know, and all the, the Oliver Darcy's who may well not be in a job at CNN. You might want to, you know, I think that's not a tough prediction. Um, you know, that Jeff Zucker had a vendetta against Trump and he drove the network to the far left or he certainly drove it to be just chase the Trump administration for the yes. whole time. And right. this guy knows what the ratings are and the CNN has deteriorating ratings. So right. I would say the. My sense of how she did, again, I think she, it was a tough thing to straddle, but I think, yeah. um, you know, she, I will say, to, to be fair to her, she herself did not come across overly emotional. She no. stuck, she, you know, she pretty much stuck to the points and, and she, that are now verbatim and they're almost very, it's very tiring now, John, I think, just yeah. to talk about it. Yes. And she tried to stick to that. But there were moments that I thought she actually could have gotten a little more fire from him early and just, you know, go on about, say, hey, you and DeSantis. Like, I felt like it was actually tiring to watch them banter. Yeah. Right. Did you get that sense? Like, and, and I did. I, and Donna yeah. Perry, what do you make of the fact that this he is right now the leading Republican candidate for president? He is double down on all his positions. He's talking about pardoning some of the J6 people. Yeah. He won't say whether he wants Ukraine to win the war against Russia. He completely stays with 2020. I mean, part of so all she can do is ask the questions. How that is then going to play among the electorate will, will be left right. to be decided. But the, you're talking about he, you know, he's not going to change his no. positions. No, and, and this is a politician at this point. If anyone doesn't, uh, you know, John, he is not going to give one inch and no. he's not going to give an inch to the media. And he no. especially is do, he could care less with the likes of CNN, which he did yep. feel um, went over the top, would repeatedly. He used to say to her, actually, and, and some of their CNN correspondence he would say oh it's a you know this is like presidential harassment right. um they would never let anything go and and he felt yeah. that they were very unfair to him so he's never going to give an inch and he is um a major political figure i mean they, right. and so to to pretend that they're not going to air it and i i do think that one other thing about cnn and trump that i think what is what makes some of the insiders bristle is many people regarded they, the CNN, more than anyone, some people feel, actually helped get him elected in 2016. They, exactly. There was, yes. Every rally he did, they covered wall to That's wall. That's right. Yes. And we all yeah. remember that. He's good. Why, John? You and I know the game. He's, He's good excellent ratings. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And did bring them numbers. It is interesting. It's so apparently it delivered a little over three million, three point three. Still won the night, won the time slot, beat Hannity. But ABC's David Muir, I mean, the nightly news still dominates. He gets 7 million viewers each night yeah. uh, doing the nightly news. And then right. Lester Holt comes in number two, around 6 million, and CBS, 5 million. So with all the talk about the pundits and the power of cable news and so forth, when you add those three broadcasts up, and think about right. that, because all the networks are doing it, you're still talking about an unbelievable size audience of of 18 million. Now, Donna Perry, um, folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. Get your driveway paved. J. Perry Paving. Letter J. J. Perry Paving. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 25 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, Call for a free estimate today, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Hey, learn about the benefits of asphalt paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway, it's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. J. Perry Paving, a licensed and insured 
contracting company committed to meeting your needs. No matter how big, how small, contact them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. What a difference it makes for your driveway, for your business, parking lot, J, letter J, J Perry Paving, 401-732-1730, online at jperrypaving.com, and look for them on Facebook. We're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker Donna Perry. So, DJ, um, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, who obviously to me has had some stops and starts, hasn't fully announced yet, but I'm curious to hear your thought on this fight that he's picked. Bob Iger, who has now come back into the fold in Disney. And, you know, Disney can certainly step up to the plate and hire some pretty powerful attorneys. But you, you just got to get the sense that, you know, careful what you wish for. It, it sounds like Iger and Disney, they're really doubling down. And DeSantis, I, I still maintain, I don't think this is the battle you want. You know, this is kind of fascinating to watch. Yes. I mean, it's, it's two heavyweights. but And I would say, you're right, um, the long career of, of this C, former CEO, I mean, the fact that, John, they kind of have pulled him out of retirement. Yes. You know, he had hit and he was a major name and, you know, ABC. I mean, God knows, you know, the guy had earned his retirement. I mean, there wasn't over the years, uh, if you read what all that he his career brought forth, there was not um, a problem. He was one of those, John, like a fixer, you know, like they could just he positioned them. Um, He just he did a lot with the studios and and the Marvel movies. And, you know, he's just like huge visionary but but one thing about a guy like that jd they know the brand and they know who is their consumer and who is the audience you know and so i think it's it's it is a gamble for desantis disney is such an american you know iconic um you know like the the Theme parks are really a part of America. It'd be like, you know, you're going to fight is. McDonald's and you're going to yes. tell everyone in America in the middle class, don't go to McDonald's. You're not going to win that. So I think there's a lot of a gamble here. I would say I would say this. Um, the fact that the, the company has gone to the lengths to bring a guy of his stature, they may see this as having a long battle. They also are looking at it like I think, John, they're trying to say they were a little bit asleep. If you follow some of the coverage of this, not asleep, but like to see the the depth that DeSantis's campaign has somehow decided that they're going to look good by making Disney like a bully. And also on these very difficult and like sensitive issues on the on the whole gender debates that most corporations kind of would shy away from. Um And so I think in this case, though, you know, this parental rights legislation, I I do think it's a gamble for both sides, though, John, because, you know, I I think that what DeSantis's team is going to try to set up, they're going to say, like, well, you know, you're using your company's massive, you know, leverage and might to go against parents. Um, And and the, the issues we as we know, there are millions of American families that really didn't want things to go in this direction with their kids or their family, John. So right. I, I'm, I would not say that DeSantis is totally not seeing this the right way. I okay. think the gender issues and more than that, I shouldn't, I think the parental rights issue is going to play high in 2024. Now, yeah. however that falls down, we'll see. But, um, you know, the fact that D- Disney is, again, pulling out a guy who, who had a great track record with them, pulling him out of retirement. The other guy, I think they felt, was not understanding the depth of where this issue could go. Hey, you you're know, talking yeah. high-level attorneys and deep pockets, and I think he should be cautious in getting into a big fight with them. Now, Donna Perry, closer to home. What are we to make of right now what's happening with the Massachusetts Republican Party, the direction of the party? Yeah. And also, you know, Jeff Deal and his relationship and just, you know, let's let's face it, that that run for governor, you go back to, you know, you and I questioning the some of the decisions and strategy where he would not talk to the 
the mainstream media. And, you know, now you have you look at Trump's going on CNN. But touch on the mass GOP and, and Jeff Deal. Yeah, well, so this is kind of has bubbled up. Um, it was out there, I guess, in recent weeks. And now it's gotten very ugly. So the, there's a fight going on. There's a lot of money at stake between the mass GOP and it really falls into the lap of someone who has, John, been at the helm of the mass GOP, Jim Lyons, who at this point, a lot of people feel like his time has not at this point is not, you know, bringing dividends for the party and then against the deal campaign. And what's what happened is the deal campaign was sending invoices for like media services, which get very expensive, especially there's a couple of consultants, um, you know, Boston area. And, and they are saying they are owed, I believe the amount is over like 600,000 or something like that. Um, they are saying they're owed and the invoices are squarely fall into the mass GOP's, you know, lap. The party is saying, no, 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 this is the deal campaign owed the consultant. It, should, it was not the state party that would be owing them. So this is a lot of money, and it's wow. now gotten legal. Um, oh. And it's, so it's very ugly. Um, and obviously the deal campaign says there is zero in the war wow. chest because when a campaign closes, right, um, right, there's nothing in there. And I believe there's a bill of like 400 some thousand. And I think the total is like 600,000. And there's a lot of um, money in dispute going around in this story. But I think, John, so a couple of things on this. I think that who's been the chairman of the Mass GOP in all due respect, Lyons. And then I think Jim, you know, Jeff Deal. Um, These guys are not what the future of the state Republican Party needs to be, in my opinion. Um, you know, I've been part of a local GOP, yeah. um, you know, town committee and, and there's a lot of good people. And there were a lot of people who really were not behind deal. Um, mm. and they felt he, you know, the governorship race, he kind of ran a one track yes. thing. And, you know, if you're in Massachusetts of all places and you're going against Maura Healy, um, I had talked about this. There were, there were, and there continue to be, uh, valid issues that a Republican, in my opinion, in this state, you got to be more in a Charlie Baker uh, right. brand. I mean, Baker did did get in there for eight years. So yes. it's not like a Republican can't win. That's not true. Um, and, you know, Healy and my just kind of skated right in there. So a deal, you know, they were just on like and you and I have talked about this. They were kind of like parroting the national platform. Yeah. That's not that's not going to work in Massachusetts. This and is not. Didn't. You know, this is in Alabama. I mean, you know, so um, but now they have this really messy fight going on. And and again, I think what it what could end up coming out of this is Republican town committees around the state. I think they need to get a little more vocal. I think Jim Lyons time has passed and I I don't think he's got any new tricks up his sleeve. They, oh. they, he did. They, John, they're trying to rerun a Trump playbook from 2015. Um, that's not where it's at. And, tw- you know, coming up to 2024 and, and, you know, there's not going to be Republicans in any influential posts in the state. Um, if, if you don't get a different brand of leadership of the party. That's and right. as we say, there are states, well, look at DeSantis, look at lots of places. Um, Florida is not exclusively, um, a Republican state. People lose sight of that, right? That's, that's a right. very strong Democrat stronghold. So the idea that a Republican who is being run the right way, who is moving issues to the center, um, who is pointing out a lot of lapses in the Democrat strategy. um, And there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the mass state house, John, that if you had smart Republican leadership, you could really exploit those issues. So I just think that's where this fight, and it is over money and they can, you know, on a, on a deal campaign, but they've, they've got, it's got to get resolved. But I think it's showing that, as I say, I think the chairman of the party, um, this is not good. That's half a million. You have a lot of people who feel, you know, John, that will, that will not help future 
donations to the state no, party. That's right. Like of all things, and like in many of the New England states, uh, you know, it's tough enough, as you know, like in Rhode Island, it's tough enough to get money and good candidates. That's right. So this and is very Harry, unfortunate. Yeah. Speaking of 24, um, how much do you think, you know, this is the Biden administration? I mean, the price of everything is still bad. He's not getting better. They put him out of the photo op on a bike yesterday on Mother's Day. Of course. But I think, <laughs> right. you know, the problem with the, the border is they're trying to give numbers saying the border's better than it was. You look at the mass of people. It's not. I'm just wondering your thought on will this be as they say, a choice election, or is this 24 going to be a referendum on President Biden and whether or not he gets four more years? Right. Well, from his team, nothing will make them happier if Trump is not the Republican, uh, you know, candidate. See, because then they feel it just becomes people hold their nose. They don't like Trump. And, you know, that that's their perspective. I think, um, you know, to say that it's a referendum on Biden, then they're in some trouble. Um, you know, and I, I just think that they're going to be able to play, use the playbook of having him a little duck and duck and hiding. Um, and they want this Republican noise on the other side. But as you say, like, I think the border is completely out of control, no matter where you come down on that. And they're flying we are, I mean, this is the coverage is not hidden. This is New York Times saying they're flying migrants all over the country. They're yes. just taking them because they don't want the they don't want the visuals. They don't like all that. The optics and it runs all over social media and people literally just pouring, walking in. We but we've been talking about this for well over, you know, how many months over years um, and they can't get control of it. And now, you know, when, when you drop title 42 and, and, um, I mean, they don't know how to resolve it, John. And no. it's amazing that the Republicans, if they can't knock out his, um, chief, the Homeland security chief and, and like, you know, the, no one, yeah. New York is, they don't have control of it. They, they're, they're trying to hide the migrants. They fly them. They put them on a plane. Everyone knows that most of these people are never going to show up in a court no. with a summons. Yeah. So there's no other way to define what that is. That are they illegal people and they're just coming into the country. That That's doesn't right. make you a racist. It doesn't make you anti anyone. It's just a fact. Yes. So I think it's going to depend on again the coverage is for anyone to see. But you know we'll see. What other issues, um, you know, bubble up? I, I mean, I also think there's some sense if you look at last summer, I think um, they I think this president is hoping to have a lot of time off this summer. Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he looks he needs every break he can get. I think yep. that they're trying, John, I think, to just sort of inoculate him from any of the heavy lifting. Yeah, I mean, you can see it going on. Like, I mean, right. people who are honest, they cover his schedule. It's very light. And I think they just want him to, you know, like the other, the staff handles the meetings and, you know, he has to come in for photo ops. Right. Um, but they're going to try to have him rest because yeah. if, if they're, they're saying he's going, he's going for 2024. Yep. So this is going to be, we will see how this shakes out. But I think the border... Um, you know, it is the way it is. It, it is just n not in, no one has control of it. Um, no. and that to me should be an issue that would rile up the public. We'll see. I think that in the economy folks, again, she is independent columnist, opinion maker. It's Donna Perry, DJ. Great job as always. And we'll talk to you again. You bet. remain healthy stop in and see marie at it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland you can also look for her on facebook but call her 401-305-3585 you know the building it's that historic white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health what do you find inside well first of all great service great selection vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus 
hemp and CBD products, natural skincare. It's my health. Pop in and see Marie. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie. 401-305-3585. Diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Well, the situation at the border just continues to be a complete disaster. And it would seem the Biden administration, uh, the Sunday shows were dominated by it, let alone all of these, whatever word you want to use, migrants, illegals. Uh, the Biden administration has just completely bundled bungled excuse me the situation at the border and there's there's no easy fix and it's really bubbling over into places like new york city where they just keep sending them up there um let's hear this is a a report cbs morning news where they did a a report on the fight over the border crisis in america's immigration crisis almost no one saw this coming crossings at the border with mexico are down more than 50 percent since the policy known as title 42 ended last week they had been expected to go up i mean way up the numbers are still very high and detention facilities are overcrowded on this side of the border we just zhang is at the white house for us she's been following this trying to puzzle it out we good morning what do officials think is behind this sudden drop in crossings. Good morning to you, Tony, and good morning to everybody. You are right. President Biden himself told Americans to expect chaos, but for now, the crowds are calm. Administration officials say that's because strict new rules that went into place when Title 42 was lifted are working. But Republicans say the numbers are still too high and unacceptable. During a bike ride Sunday, President Biden was asked how things are going at the border. Much better than you all expected. Over the weekend, migrants arrived at border fences for a shot at a new life. First of all, just stop the tape just for a moment. This business that somehow uh, the things are better and they're down, I don't believe that. No one believes that. And the detentions that they're giving people, they they go for years that they're telling these individuals to come back. So this business that he's out for a bike ride and saying that it's going great, I, I, I think they're fudging the numbers. I don't believe the numbers. You're hungry. Hungry, yes. Once they cross, many asylum seekers are transported across the country. But Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said strict new rules are deterring others from coming. Over the past two days, the United States Border Patrol has seen an approximately 50 percent drop in the number of people encountered at our southern border. On Saturday, Border Patrol agents apprehended 4,200 migrants, compared to more than 10,000 a day, an all-time high in the stretch leading up to the expiration of Title 42. Mayorkas stressed that those who do not qualify for asylum will not be allowed to stay. We've already removed thousands of people who have arrived at our southern border. What the secretary failed to say is that this week has seen more crossings than any time, any week in our history. Congressman Tony Gonzalez took video from inside a Customs and Border Patrol facility in El Paso. Frustrated, he says that some are downplaying the reality. There's over 6,000 people that are in custody. In this particular facility, it's meant to house 1,000 people. It's housing over 3,000. Just this week, there was a migrant child that died in HHS custody. Mayors of border towns are begging lawmakers to find a bipartisan solution, something that has evaded Congress for decades. I think uh, this is not a uh, Democratic or Republican problem. It's an American problem. And things should have been done a long time ago. Another challenge that could drive up those crowds, lawsuits that threaten to block officials from releasing migrants who are screened and vetted as they wait for court dates, which helps to ease overcrowding. President Biden says he has no plans to visit the border anytime soon because he says it would be disrupted. A surprising development... Actually said it would be a distraction. No one believes that. 
No one believes that. So what we have learned is that basically they're now playing with the numbers and the amount of individuals that are coming in to the country. And then there, there was a woman that she has to appear in court four years from now as if so she's in the country and they told her that she has to appear in court in Newark, New Jersey coming up coming up four years from now. I mean that that is just that that's insane like there's there's no way they're not going to show up four years from now they shouldn't be here in the first place. So this business that they're trying to, and that's what it is, they're trying to spin it, that they're actually control of the situation. Uh, I, I, I don't believe that in any way. I don't believe that people that are following it don't believe it. Um, there, there's no way that this is actually working out. Instead, in him, I this business that they somehow that it's tailing off, that it, it, it's different from what we're seeing. This is the uh, the Good Morning America piece on it. George, well, for now, the White House seems to have avoided that fear of a huge surge at the southern border. But throughout the hemisphere, desperate migrants are still on the move. And here in Washington, the political firestorm is just beginning. The president speaking to reporters during a weekend bike ride, touting a drastic decline in the number of border crossings. Much better than you all expected. <laughs> they have gone down. My hope is they'll continue to go down. We have more, a lot more work to do. The administration's crediting its new, tougher asylum policies. They had been bracing for a surge at the border after Title 42 expired last week. The pandemic-era policy meant to deter crossings. Instead, Border Patrol agents Saturday detained around 4,200 migrants, a drop of more than 2,000 from the day before. But an increase in apprehensions is still possible in the days and weeks ahead. Across the region, tens of thousands of migrants remain on the move, fleeing violence, political repression, and despair in their home countries. Amid a sea of misinformation about Biden's changing policies, ABC's Will Carr was across the border in Mexico. There are more than 1,500 people at this campsite in Matamoros, some staying in tents, others in makeshift tents that are made up of tarps and branches, all hoping to make it into the United States. To make a successful asylum claim under Biden's new restrictions, Migrants must first be denied protection in a country they pass through on their way to the U.S. border or apply through an online app. But migrants say appointments have been hard to come by and many don't have access to good cell service. Breaking those rules can lead to deportation and a five-year ban on entering the country. Concerned about overcrowding in detention facilities, the administration wanted to release some migrants under supervision. But a federal judge in Florida blocked that plan. We think it's a very harmful ruling when in fact our border patrol stations become overcrowded it is a matter of the safety and security of people including our own personnel now the administration is also facing other legal challenges here the aclu and immigrants rights groups say that the president's new asylum restrictions are cruel and mimic a trump era ban they say these uh, new rules unlawfully restrict access to asylum the white house this morning strongly disagreeing with that they're pushing back against that too mike you know, what exactly is happening where you have all these people crashing over the border and it just, it feels, and shipping them all north and shipping them into New York City and now shipping them into Massachusetts. What you have right now to me is a PR battle where the Biden administration, they don't want to deal in reality. So they're going to fudge numbers, you know, down from 50%. Uh, down, you know, what What does that even mean if something's down 50 percent? That's like saying, you know, when someone says we're up 100 percent and they went from a one to a two, it doesn't mean anything. It's all the context of it. But why should you have to pay all these individuals coming in? And, and that's where I think the media, this whole business of what what wars are they leaving? There's no wars. They're not they, they're not. These aren't people from Ukraine. There's no war going on in Mexico. There's no war going on in South America. Our role should be to help those individuals straighten out their own governments instead of them just packing up and coming here. That's not solving anything. These people start to become a drain on our system, on all elements of our system. 
So I just completely disagree with that. And the fact of the matter is that he, he at this point, they're just, it's like they're giving up. So to me, they've decided to just inflate the numbers or, <clears throat> you know, you're going to believe us or your, or your lying eyes as they try to say, oh, no, the situation's under control. Oh, yeah, it's much smaller than we thought. It's not. It's chaos at the border. And this president and his lack of action is to blame. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Falcon Pest Services, 12 months of the year, you could have a pest problem. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts called Falcon Pest Services today, 401-739-1322. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. Locally owned and operated, serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. They offer services for termites, bed bugs, ants, roaches, mice, rats in the summertime spring fall mosquitoes and many other pests call today for a free consultation whether it's for your home or a restaurant maybe it's once a year maybe it's once a month call falcon pest services today free consultation 401-739-1322 residential and commercial whether it's an office building a school a hotel a restaurant or your home call falcon Pest services today. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. Thing to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique, original stories, videos, content. Log on right at the website, dipetro.com. There's no limit to what you can do outside with your property. Folks, call Limitless Outdoors today, 401-580-1852. Get a free quote and let them go to work to show you how you could use all of your outdoor living space. Limitless Outdoors. They specialize in patios, walkways. They did a fantastic job with my steps. How about an outdoor kitchen or landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installations, excavations, limitless outdoors and also inside limitless outdoors could also offer indoor stone veneer services update your indoor fireplace or kitchen limitless outdoors call today for a free quote 401-580-1852 look for them on facebook or call 401-580-1852 limitless outdoors dream build enjoy get the most of your property both inside and out 401-580-1852 limitless outdoors based in smithfield rhode island 